Neves Solicitors are proud to sponsor The Parent Show. The friendly team at Neves includes specialists who can guide you through all the legal ups and downs of family life. Visit nevesolicitors.co.uk. Neves Solicitors, your complete legal solution. And welcome to The Parent Show on Radio Verulam 92.6 FM. I'm Cathy Weston. And I'm Steve Simpson. And we are, do you know what, we're taking everybody's mind off current events by dwelling on something magnificent tonight, which is what, Steve? We are dwelling on children and poetry and the benefits of one to the other. That's right. Believe it or not, Steve, in 2018, they, we saw record sales of poetry, an increase of 12% in 2017. And guess what? That was driven by young people. So 41% of purchases were made by people aged between 13 and 22, which is just amazing, isn't it? Now, is that something to do with mobile devices and that kind of thing? Well, funny you should say that because social media and technology have basically made poetry easier to access for sure and sort of magnify its impact. And it means that, you know, poetry is very short, isn't it, often? And that kind of brevity makes it easier for young people to sort of digest. But another thing that one of the reasons why we wanted to do this show is that we know poetry aids young people's mental health, creative mm-hmm. writing, writing about whatever's going on in the news um, in that particular way as well. So there's lots and lots of, you know, children have an appetite for poetry. They're, they're seven times more likely to write poetry than adults so that's very very exciting and tonight we've got well how many children have we got in the studio currently five and they're all going to be sharing their amazing poems with us so what do you think about that well i think we are very lucky to have them all in the studio that's ju- right just getting that's in right. before the deadlines and uh, looking at their faces and having heard them talk about their poems before i'm really looking forward to what they've got to say they've, they've written their own poems they've written their own poems and we've got sebi here as well hi sebi and he hi. is going to perform a poem for us so we're really looking forward to that so would everybody like to introduce themselves perhaps starting from the right I'm Neve and I'm from Bridgewater School. Lovely. Hi Neve, welcome. Who's next? Who's next? I'm Layla and I'm also from Bridgewater School. Hi Layla, lovely to meet you. I'm B and I'm also from Bridgewater School. Another person from Bridgewater. This school is producing poets all over the place. And who's this? I'm Daisy and I'm also from Bridgewater School. Well done! And guys, what what year are you all in at Bridgewater? Year four. Year four. So we have the represent the representatives of Year Four Bridgewater. How exciting! Is, is that the entire Bridgewater school we've got in the studio today, <laughs> or are there more of you? Way more. Oh, way more. Way, way more. Way. And and Sebi, what school are you at? I'm at Lockers Park School. Lovely. And where's that exactly? Um, in Hemel Hempstead. Lovely. And what year are you? I'm year five. Year five. So, you know, this is amazing. We've got year four, year five. And later on in the show, we're going to be speaking to Karis. And she's year seven at Saracens High School. And she, as well as Sebi, is a performance poet. So we'll be hearing from her a little bit later on, which is very exciting. And further on in the show, we'll be speaking to Chris McCabe, who is uh, a representative of the National Poetry Library so in South Bank. So he's going to be Fantastic. listening to our young poets and comments 
commenting on delivery and their poems and all the quality and content. Also, I should say, uh, Karis's lovely English teacher um, at uh, Saracens High, Neve Roland um, Sims, will be on later on. So I think, Steve, without further ado... I think they've heard enough from us, yeah. I think it's time we heard some poetry. That's right. So who's going to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Off you pop. So my um, poem's about the ocean, and it's an acrostic poem, so it starts like this. Did you say it's a crusty poem? Acrostic poem. Acrostic? What does that mean? So the poem title goes down and you write uh, um, sentences across it and it, like, like, it starts with the letter that starts It sounds really complicated. So what's the title of it, Neve? Ocean. Ocean. Is everybody in Hertfordshire ready? Let's go. Octopus is playing hide-and-seek in the seaweed, currents throwing th- th- flowing through everything, eels searching for their prey, anemones clinging to whales whilst they wave their legs everywhere, narwhals swimming through the shimmering blue ocean. Wow. Everybody give a round of applause, please. Magnificent. And how did you think of that particular theme, Neve? Um, I liked it because... Well, I... <laughs> I like it because I like all the animals in it and yeah. So you love the ocean and all yeah. those lovely things. Well, you certainly conjured up a lovely image of the ocean, didn't you? Yeah. And how long did it take you to write that poem? Well, we used our break, lunch and another break and lunch. So about two hours and a half. Yeah, I think that deserves a school prize. What I do you would, think, I Steve? I think so, yeah. How, how many times have you read that out? Not many. Wow, that sounded really, really good. Really clear, and you knew what you were going to say. It came across really well. And Neve, how did you feel when you finished it? How did you know you'd finished it? I felt happy that I had finished it, um, and I felt glad I had finished it. And did you feel happy with it? Yeah. You were very happy with it. Lovely. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll come back to you um, shortly. Thank you. Who's next on the Bridgewater list? Who's this? Layla. Layla. So, is everybody ready for Layla's poem? What is the title, Layla? The Zoo. Oh, off you go. Tigers and lions playing in the sun. Hyenas relaxing near the rocks. Elephants lounging under trees. Zebras having lots of fun. Outstanding animals and creepy crawlies. One animal is the best. Pandas. This is brilliant. That line was amazing. One animal is best, Steve. Pandas. Pandas. Now, is is that true in real life? Is that your favourite yeah, animal? Yeah, I love pandas. Have you, have you got a toy panda at home? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. What's it called? Well, they're just mainly called panda. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> Very literal. <laughs> Very literal. That's amazing. Did you write that one at a zoo? Or did you think no, about a zoo? Yeah, it's because I quite like zoos. Mm-hmm. But you weren't at the zoo when you wrote no. it. You used your memory to to, to yeah. make the thoughts of what you'd seen there. Yeah. And and when you when you wrote that, did it feel like you were at a zoo inside your mind? Yeah, kind of. Mm-hmm. Oh, I liked the bit where the elephants were lounging in the sun because I could really see them in my head. Mm. And for a minute, I was transported somewhere else, and I thought, I'm not in cold St Albans. And that's what poems do. That's, that's right. And you managed to do that very well with that poem. We got a different image in our head from where we actually are. So we've had the oceans, 
and we've had the zoo and who's next what landscape are we going to move into next well this isn't really a landscape it's just sport oh sports day good yeah we yep. like sport and plus tomorrow we got to wear something for school that's about sport and i just naturally really like this pelt um sport so i did a poem about it and mine's not an acrostic poem, it's just a normal poem. Okay. And what's the title? Sport. Sport. Brilliant. <laughs> Off you go. Sport makes me happy in a way. I could play football every day. In basketball, I slam dunk it in the net, and in cricket, I would always play my best. In skiing, I would waltz, but in snowboarding, that would be false. And in swimming, I would dive like I'm not alive. But I sometimes wonder you have to take the loss. Like in dance, when they always prance. But not in rugby, when we, always, when we mostly win. But sometimes they throw us in the bin. But not in tennis, the game I always win. I hit it to them, but it never comes back. That's how I see sport, and that will come back. <laughs> you've covered just about every sport there is to cover in that one little poem and they mostly win at rugby mostly you? win at rugby but you always win at tennis yeah is that your your favorite sport actually my favorite sport's football okay right yeah you can't always win at every game can you and did you do you support a team as well yeah in football i support liverpool and watford Oh, Yay, for good. one of them yeah. at least. Yeah, That's great. Good. That's mm -hmm. great. Good and choices. did you enjoy reading your poem out? Do you enjoy writing it, putting it together? Yeah, it was really fun. And I just feel like really glad, but I just wanted to win that one. Yeah, <laughs> brilliant. So who's next on our list? Yeah. Who's this? Who's going to introduce you? Daisy. Daisy. <sighs> Daisy, Daisy. What is your poem called? Exploring the world. Exploring the world. Off you go. Exploring is like touring. That's what I like about it. In skiing down the mountain, it makes me feel like a fountain. Paragliding through the air is my way of staying alive. Swimming through the ocean is my fun potion. On a safari trip, my Ferrari eats salami. Swimming through the trees has a big breeze. Taming animals is like a cannon, cannonball. Uh -huh. Climbing Lovely. vines is my time to shine. Marine swimming is the sea. Is the sea is a glee. Singing, seeing coral is like a moral. In in parade, you dance and prance. And that's why exploring is like touring. Wow. Fantastic. I want to have that Ferrari with the salami. <laughs> <laughs> Can you read that line again about the Ferrari? Um, on a safari trip, my Ferrari eats salami. Yay, that's brilliant. <laughs> well, that's the best thing about poetry. If you've got an idea in your head and the words come out, it doesn't need to be the traditional words put together in, a, in the normal way. A Ferrari eating salami is perfectly fine if it gets the idea out of your head. Well done, ladies. Do you think you should give yourselves a round of applause? And really, the best bit of being on the radio is saying hello to all the people who've inspired you over the years and the teachers who've spent time with you labouring how to put po acrostic poems together. So do you have anyone to say hello to? Yeah, we have to say to hello to Bridgewater School, of course. And then 
Mrs. Dudson. Mrs. Dudson. Well done, Mrs. Mrs. Dudson. And Mrs. Bettridge. And lots of the other teachers. Yeah. Yeah, all the teachers. Yeah. And have you got any friends or anyone at home listening that you'd like to say hello yeah. to? Yeah. yeah. Jessica and Lily and Naomi. And my family and some other friends in my class. Lovely. Daisy, who would you like to say hello um, to? My family and friends. Lovely. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you very, very much for coming in. Are you going to stay in the studio for a second? Because Sebby's going to play his, uh, read his poem. And perhaps we'll have a little break, Steve, and then Sebby will come in in a second. Sebby, what are you going to read for us after the little break? I'm going to read The Man from Iron Bark by Banjo Patterson. Wow, it's wonderful. An, it's an Australian poem. <laughs> and welcome back to The Parent Show and Ready Vrella 92 po- points. Whoops. 92.6. Yeah. It's written everywhere. You can't miss it's it. It's all over the place. I still can't remember. Uh, we're talking about poetry tonight. I've just read a fantastic fact which ties into our show tonight, which is providing a real audience and purpose for children's writing increases their motivation to write. And I think the parent show has done that admirably. So I think we'll get more poems then, more poems in a few weeks' time. That's right. Does everybody feel more excited and enthused to write more poems, maybe? Yes. yes. <laughs> Lots of nodding heads. So well done, Bridgewater. Now we're going to hear a piece of performance poetry by the young poet, Sebi Simpson. I'm going to play The Man from Iron Bark by Banjo Patterson. It's an Australian poem. Lovely. Multicultural parent show tonight. Yeah. It was the man from Iron Bark who struck the Sydney town. He wandered over street and park. He wandered up and down. He loitered here, he loitered there, till he was like to drop. Until at last, in sheer despair, he sought a barber shop. It is shaved my hair and whiskers off. I'll be a man of mark. I'll go and do the Sydney top, up home in Iron Bark. The barber man was small and flash, as barbers mostly are. He wore a strike your fancy sash. He smoked a huge cigar. He was a humorist of note and keen at repartee. He laid the odds and kept a tote, whatever that may be. And when he saw our friend arrive, he whispered, Here's a lark. Just watch me catch him all alive, the man from Iron Bark. There were some gilded youths that sat along the barber's wall. Their eyes were dull, their heads were flat. They had no brains at all. To them the barber passed the wink, his dexter eyelid shut. I'll make this bloomin' yokel think his bloomin' throat is cut. And as he soaked and rubbed it in, he made a rude remark. I suppose the flats is pretty green up there in iron bark. A grunt was all reply he got. He shaved the bushman's chin, then made the water boiling hot and dipped the razor in. He raised his hand, his brow grew black. He paused a while to gloat, then slashed the red-hot razor back across his victim's throat. Upon the newly shaven skin, it made a livid mark. No doubt it fairly took him in, the man from Iron Bark. He fetched a wild-up country ale the dead might wake to hear. And though his throat he knew full well was cut from ear to ear, he struggled gamely to his feet and faced the murderous foe.
You've done for me, you dog. I'm beat. One hit before I go. I only wish I had a knife, you blessed murdering shark. But you'll remember all your life, the man from Iron Bark. He lifted up his hairy paw with one tremendous clout. He landed on the barber's jaw and knocked the barber out. He set to work with tooth and nail. He made the place a wreck. He grabbed the nearest gilded youth and tried to break his neck. And all the while his throat he held to save his vital spark. And murder, bloody murder! Yelled the man from Iron Bark. A peeler man who heard the din came in to see the show. He tried to run the bushman in, but he refused to go. And when at last the barber spoke. And said, "It was all in fun. It was just a little harmless joke, a trifle overdone." A joke, he cried. By George, that's fine. A lively sort of lark. I'd like to catch that murdering swine some night in Iron Bark. And now, while round the shearing floor the listening shearers gape, he tells the story over and over and brags of his escape. Them barber chaps, what keeps a tote? By George, I've had enough. One tried to cut my bloomin' throat, but thank the Lord it's tough. And whether he's believes or no, there's something to remark that flowing beards are all the go way up in iron bark. Wow! <laughs> I was gripped, Sebby, gripped. How did everybody enjoy that? It was a bit. It was a bit graphic, wasn't it? Yeah. It was like, whoa! There's a lot of suspense in that story yeah. and a lot of action. Why do you? Why did you choose that poem? Well, my mum's from Australia, and she got and my mum or my grandma got this book for me. Gorgeous. With a, with a little writing on the front. Oh, those are the best books, yeah. aren't they? When and, they have a little writing. And yeah. when we got that. It was coming up to the poetry competition. At school, is that? So, yeah. yeah. So we looked through the book and I saw this one and I read through it and it looked really good and I really liked the story and the suspense of the book. Yeah, that's a brilliant poem. poem. Wonderful. So then I, I did that for the poetry competition. Well done. I did quite well. Well done. So I think, yeah. well, did we give, did we give Sebby a big round of applause? Yes. Your fan base is listening as well from home because we've had lots yeah. of messages about you reading that poem and somebody said it sounds brilliant on the radio. So well done. You might have got yourself a little job on one of the big radio stations reading poetry. BBC something. One. BBC, well, BBC Four is better, BBC I'd four. say. BB, what do you think? Radio Four? Yeah. I've never heard of those radio stations. Radio program or nothing. So we'll just have a, well done, Sebby. We'll just have a little break and uh, we'll be back with the parent show after this. And welcome back to the Parent Show. It's a special edition this evening to take us our minds all off hand sanitizers and goodness knows what else. Coughing into elbows. That's right. Elbow touches and all, yeah. all these weird new things that we're having to deal with. And what better way to distract ourselves than with poetry? Poetry from children. From and children. Yeah, yeah, it's perfect. And, and re we've been sharing a lot of the research this evening about the benefits of poetry. I mean, it is absolutely extensive how beneficial it is to both their mental health 
and their their appetite for it you know obviously it improves their writing their vocabulary but it also can improve memory in children did you know that Steve? I, I didn't know that but the thing that jumped out at me was that children are seven times more likely to write poetry than adults and i that's so true when i was at school i wrote poetry pretty much all the time and since leaving school hardly anything at I all. I know. I think it was like something that we associated with adolescence. I mean, I used to write awful poems that got published in the school magazine. They're really embarrassing now. But, but, but at the time, it, it's a really good way of getting complicated thoughts out into paper and complicated motions. And uh, it's just a perfect way of communicating. So um, I'm very pleased to be... Uh, putting on a show with, about that tonight and we've had lots of primary age children year four year five children on this evening but a very special school in Collindale Saracens High School has recently produced a poetry performance winner in year seven and very happily we have um, a teacher from that school on uh, Neve Roland Sims are you there Neve? Yes, hello. Hello, how are you? <laughs> I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm very well. I'm very excited and curious to hear a little bit about Saracens High School because oh. I've read that it's supported by Saracens Rugby Club. It is, yes. So it's a new school. So we're just into our second year now. So we've only got year seven and eight at the moment, um, which obviously means that we've got a lot of time to focus on Key Stage 3. So it's been really wonderful to bring in some opportunities for poetry over the last few months and we've been reading out some of like i've got three pages here of research on the benefits of poetry to children you're an english teacher you probably knew that obviously already yeah but it's always amazing how many kids when they come into secondary school seem to lose that passion it was so lovely hearing the primary school students there reading their poems that they'd written but sometimes it becomes a real struggle to to keep that motivation in secondary school so i think making sure there are opportunities for students to um to reignite that passion is so so important and how do you at school try and sort of you know sometimes it might be a chore maybe i'm making an incorrect assumption that they have to study poetry rather than just sort of enjoy it for you know just for its for its own you know value yeah. what, what do you do to sort of nurture it so i think opportunities like this like letting them kind of seek out their own poems so with this competition they got to choose the poems that they were going to learn so it wasn't being forced on them um, and they got to have their own personal connection to it it wasn't like we were saying you must feel this way about the poem which I think gave them more of a kind of personal attachment to it and then they see it not as something that they have to study but as something that they want to study and they find it actually every poem is the way that you receive it is completely unique to you so that's what I'm trying to do at the moment. I was just going to ask, do you, do you get a lot of different interpretations of what a poem means when you ask different children about it? Um, I think they've got a lot of, yeah, different, different ideas about what poetry might mean. A lot of them have kind of the same, that initial primary school view of, of poetry. But yeah, just they, they all understand the, the linking of words and trying to find emotions through words. But actually, I think sometimes it can be forgotten that each poem can be completely different structurally. There's no one way to write a poem. And so it becomes something that when you remind them that there's so much freedom in poetry, that becomes less scary and less daunting for them when they go, oh, actually, with poetry, you've got more freedom to write however you want, as opposed to maybe some other mediums as well, which is always nice. 
And uh, Neve, obviously you've in- entered um, pupils into a competition. So tell me what that competition was called and what it was about. So it's called Poetry by Heart. Um, and we were only able to enter one student, which was Karis, who you've got with you today. Um, so you have a, an in-school competition. And so we had five students who competed by um, learning two different poems. So they had to learn one poem that was from uh, pre-1914 and another poem that was post-1914. And they had to perform it in front of other students in the school, um, having recited, having learnt it um, word by word and give their own kind of performance of it. So they were able to use hand gestures, body language, facial expressions to bring the poem to life. And um, Karis's performance of her two poems was absolutely fantastic. And myself and the other judge, who we had an author come in to judge it with us, he said it was absolutely fantastic and was really just um, completely enraptured by it. She kept the really engaging reading, which was lovely to see. Well, we can't wait to hear. Shall we have one while you're on the phone, Neve? Lovely, yes, that'd be great. Yeah, so welcome, Karis. How are you? It's so lovely to have you here. Are you ready to go with your first poem? Take your time and don't worry, you know, just take your time and relax into it. What's the title of this one? Um, The title is called The Arrow and the Song and it's by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. Lovely. Wow. Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. (laughs) Off you go. Take your time. Mm, I shot an arrow into the air. It fell to earth. I knew not where. For so swiftly it flew the sight could not follow it in its flight. I breathed a song into the air. It fell to earth, I knew not where. For who has sight so keen and strong that it can follow the flight of song. Long, long afterwards in an oak, I found the arrow still unbroke. And the song from beginning to end, I found again in the heart of a friend. That's it. Lovely. Fantastic. Gorgeous. That was beautiful. Well such done. a beautiful voice. <laughs> Thank you. And the expressions on your face as you were telling that, you obviously <laughs> loved re- reading that out. You're enjoying that very much. <laughs> yeah. Now, do you know what? I've, I've, this is confession time. I've heard the first line of that poem before, but I've never heard it uh, uh, yeah. read out to its completion. Yeah. And it is so poignant. Very, very well done. <laughs> Thank you. And we've got another one, don't we, Karis? Yep. What's the title of this one? This one is called December and it's by Carol Ann Duffy. Oh, I love her. Do you know her, Steve? Yes. <gasps> yeah. Neve, tell us a little bit about Carol Ann Duffy. I'm putting you on the spot here. No, no. I think you're on your own there, Kathy. Oh, I'm on my own? Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, well I, what do I know about <laughs> Carol Ann Duffy? Well, she's the chil- she was the children's laureate, I think. Oh, okay. Uh, so she's a very, very prominent um, poet. And uh, I love her work. So what's the name of this one? December. Yep. Okay, off you go. The year dwindles and glows to December's red jewel, my birth month. The sky blushes and lays its cheek on the sparkling fields. Then dusk swaddles the cattle, their silhouettes simple as faith. These nights are gifts, our hands unwrapping the darkness to see what we have. The train rushes, ecstatic, to where you are, my bright star. Oh, I love that That's one. Amazing. I want to hear that one again, do you? I would love to hear that one yeah. again, yeah. Yeah, off you go. Mm. The year dwindles and glows to December's red jewel, my birth month. 
The sky blushes and lays its cheek on the sparkling fields. The, no, then dusk swallows the cattle, their silhouettes simple as faith. These nights are gifts, our hands unwrapping the darkness to see what we have. The train rushes, ecstatic, to where you are, my bright star. Oh, well, there's my Valentine poem sorted out for next year, Steve. I, I love that. <laughs> it's I, I, gorgeous. It's absolutely fabulous. Fantastic. Well done. well done. And Karis, how did you feel when you won that? And you're going to go through to the Barnet Heats, is that correct? <laughs> yep. How, are uh, you going to choose the same poems? Yeah, I really like these two poems because I feel the effect that it creates, like, it's really enchanting. Yeah, absolutely. I just love your voice. It's beautiful and distinct, <laughs> isn't it? It's really impressive. How, how did you choose them? What was the, the process you used to choose those two poems? Um, so I personally really like to read romance books. And so I was sort of like aiming for that because like love is such like a complex and beautiful way of expressing feelings. And so I just basically searched up love poems and I chose two that I felt really expressed those feelings. So, like, for example, the Aaron the song, it's more of, like, a lonely feeling because, mm -hmm. you like, you can imagine an arrow and it's, like, it's flying. And, mm, like, when love, you think of maybe two, but it's just a single arrow. And so it makes you think more of, like, a lonely, desperate love. Oh, wow, Karis. Very, very deep. <laughs> <laughs> I bet your daddy, he's over there, is very proud of you. That's exciting. And you're in year seven at Saracens. Yeah. Wow, amazing. I, I'm intrigued again. So the, the mechanics of the of the competition, how long did it take you to learn those poems off by heart? Um, I just... So first I learned the Aaron the song, and there was only, like, four verses, and so about 16 lines. And so, like, you just have to think of a pattern of way to, like, make it into a sort of songs about like it gets into your head mm. and yeah but but it, it seemed like it was more than just words when you were saying it it, it wasn't just 16 lines there was emotions and there was feelings <laughs> you could see it coming out on your face so that must have influenced uh, how you learned it as well mm. so we've had graphic violence in Sebi's poem that was a horror and scary <gasps> had us gripped and then we had Karis's poignant love poems so that was very very nice well for both of you i have something very special here which is the young poets network were in touch with us and they have they list all the competitions that you can enter nationally so you can always enter other competitions and for young people listening we've got the ledbury poetry festival competition all of these are open there's millions of them roundhouse poetry slam that sounds very exciting and um, the national poetry a competition young muslim writers awards there's literally i mean there must be 30 poetry competitions going on at any one time so i would urge everyone listening to get their children involved in those poems i really in those competitions there's so much to come from it the accomplishment of either writing or learning a poem and standing in front of a large crowd perhaps uh, the confidence that you get from being able to recite and the pride at doing it well there's there's so much to learn from it and sebi you won your did you won your poetry competition or you did really well in it at school i did really well but sadly i didn't win but you nearly won yeah yeah I maybe won. next year yeah. yeah and did you feel do you enjoy performing in front of a crowd i enjoy performing in front of a crowd i think it really 
makes you feel excited and proud of yourself. Yeah, of, that's good. Yeah. Brilliant. And look at you two are beaming with your poems. Isn't this wonderful? And do you think you would, do you have other poems at home, other poetry collections? Do you, do you want, and do you have an appetite to learn more about poetry? Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, because later on in the show, in a few minutes, we're going to have someone from the National Poetry Library on. And he's been listening to these poems and to the performance poetry. Neve, are you still with us? Yes, yes. And how, how, did you, uh, how did you think the, she read those poems today? That was amazing. Yeah, it was really, really lovely to hear. I mean, I think she's just got better in time. The last time I heard her read it was a few weeks ago, so it's always nice to, to hear it again. It's so, lovely that she's still got them in her memory. So does she get a, 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 a night off from homework tonight? Uh, or I she think got something so, to hand yeah. in tomorrow? No. <laughs> <laughs> And Neva, last question, somebody asked me today to ask you, in terms of, you know, some mother out there who's very focused on GCSE, but what poets, uh, you know, in terms of um, revising poetry, studying poetry, do you think that takes away the joy in that way when they have to, do they have to study particular poets for GCSE? Um, well, it depends on the exam board, but yeah, there will be specific poems that they have to learn, but I don't think that can take... It doesn't take away the joy if you look at each poem as kind of a, a unique challenge and your interpretation as being something that's unique as well because it, everyone has a different way of viewing a poem. So you might come up with a different reading of it to, to somebody else. And so when you approach the poem in a more creative way, it gives you a different opportunity to look at it less as a kind of forced piece of, of, um, of text that you have to study and more as... Um, somebody else's opinions at a certain time that you have to now try and work out like a puzzle and I think that's always something that's a creative challenge to attempt. And we, we've you know we've heard I mean there's so much going on in the world at the moment do you think in your experience poetry does help young children and young people process some of those emotions and confusion about what's going on? I think so, yeah, and it's always something that I try and encourage the students to do when they're feeling a bit overwhelmed and that they don't want to talk about their feelings because sometimes speaking to an adult can be quite intimidating, but just writing it down and not worrying about kind of the way that it's laid out on the page, which is what poetry gives you, can get that stress and that anger or emotion out on, on paper and just help them to, to feel a bit better for it. It's a creative outlet, isn't it? So it's very much like the music that they're hearing as well. And I think everyone should be encouraged to write poetry when they're feeling a little bit overwhelmed at the moment. I think it's a brilliant idea. We should all go home and do it, shouldn't we? Um, and Neve, have you heard about the National Poetry Library at the South Bank? I have heard about it, yeah. I haven't, haven't uh, been myself. Well, we're going to be speaking to Chris McCabe in a minute and he's going to tell us what resources they have for families and schools. So maybe oh, you'll amazing. be able to listen from home. Lovely, I will do. Thank you so much. Well done. Thank you so much. Thank you to Karis and Mr. Cheng who arrived in to bring her. And well done to Sebi. You've all been amazing. Uh, thank you so much. Um, we'll have a little break and well done. And welcome back to The Parent Show. We're in the final part of the show this evening. We've been talking about the benefits of poetry, children's appetite for poetry, and all of the, well, just... There's we, we haven't done much talking, though, have we, really? I know, it's nice, isn't it? It's, just it's sitting, been listening. like a day off, really. Just but isn't listening it lovely? To the, yeah, oh, it was perfect. Well, it was great way of, uh, of hearing poetry, uh, hearing it from the voice of children rather than your own voice 
reading poems from a book, do you know? Well, soon we'll all be cooped up at home together when everything shuts. <laughs> self-isolating with poetry. We'll all be... Exactly. So one of the ways we can enjoy self-isolation is by listening to poems, isn't it? So, uh, amazingly, when I was doing the research for this show, I came across the National Poetry Library in my favourite place in London, which is on the South Bank. And happily, Chris McCabe has given up a part of his evening uh, from the library to tell us all about it. So, hello, Chris. Hello there. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. I want your job. It sounds really, really fun. Yeah, I'm very, very lucky to be in this really special place surrounded by poetry. And tell us what you do on like a day-to-day basis, first of all. Yes, so the National Poetry Library is what, what it sounds like. It's the National Collection of Poetry. So we're collecting everything that's published in the UK. Every book and CD and uh, pamphlet and postcard we collect to make sure we can hold that for the nation and people can access it and in the future we'll have a full understanding of, of what happened you know, with poetry at any given point. So that's a lot of our work is, is making sure we get hold of all these really important things. Um, and around the collection, um, as you might expect, we get a lot of inquiries. So one of the really nice parts of our service is that we find poems for people. Um, and we find poems for people who might remember, say, a few lines of a poem that the, the gran read to them when they were young. Oh, how fantastic. Um, yeah, we'll put, try and put them back in touch with the, the full poem. Um, and also we find poems for occasions, so the, these big occasions in our lives where sometimes everyday language falls short, um, weddings and, and uh, christenings, uh, but funerals in particular, um, we, we can help people find the exact poem really that, that, that they want to share with people on those occasions. I'm absolutely flabbergasted. Had, Are yeah, you still? I had no idea that there was such a... Because that's exactly what you need. You get a, 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 a tiny little fragment of memory about something which was... Which you heard maybe in passing, which left a mark, but you just can't remember it or can't place it, and there's not enough words to search on the internet to to find it. That, that, that's amazing. Do you have what's your success rate at uh, at finding poems <laughs> for people? Um, we're pr- pretty good. I mean, we're um, we've been uh, in the poetry detection business for uh, since 1953. So, um, Poetry we, detectives. I, I hope you have that <laughs> on your business card. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Impress people at parties. So, describe. Um, can, can you describe what the what the the, the the building? Oh, not the building so much as the uh, as the library looks like. Is is it as I'm imagining it now? Rows and rows of shelves with stuffed with books and pamphlets, as you were saying before. Um, partly. Um, because poetry is published in you know quite slim volumes, we, we can hold most of the collection in, into the, uh, the space we have. So we've got open shelves, and we've also got um, these really fantastic rolling shelves mm-hmm. that um, children in particular love to gravitate towards. So they, they kind of they have big wheels on them, and the shelves move along, and you can find um, the particular 
poet that, that you're looking for. It's really easy to use because it's A to Z. So if you know the poet's surname, you'll find all their books on the shelf. And please tell me um, you've got a movable spiral staircase which moves in front of the books as well. Oh, we haven't, but oh, yeah, we're okay. working on that. Next we'll get year. There. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, but also, you know, we, our, our, as well as collecting everything, our role is to open up poetry for mm. people. Um, so we do that through... Um, our um, reading den space we call it um, it's a little library at the, in the foyer of the library and that's for children and families to explore poetry together so it's a lovely comfortable space with rugs and uh, little um, reading caves that really small children can get into and read read quietly with a with a lamp um, and we have exhibitions in the library uh, as well so so really we're trying to find that balance between you know being a, a really full collection having everything that you'd hope to find but also um, inviting people into the space and encouraging people to take a chance on poetry and discover something that you know that, that really means something to them is is it uh, something that you can just that a family can just drop into or, or do they need to make a, a, a no, plan no 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 absolutely we are open um tuesday to sunday 11 in the morning till 8 in the evening and um f you know families um children can come along and they can explore the collections they can you know ask a member of our team to recommend something to them uh, and as well as the books we have a really huge audio collection as well so of, of um, cassettes and cds and vinyl um, so that's a really nice way of exploring poetry as well often these recordings are in the voices of the actual poets as well so you know if you've been curious about what an actual a poet that you really love sounded like then there's a good chance we'll be able to play something for you we've been looking at some statistics about poetry and about how sales of poetry are growing particularly amongst the the younger generations is that your experience as well are your visitors um from from the the the, the younger part of the communities Yes, absolutely. Um, so you, you, you've, you've probably seen the figures which um, you know, show your poetry sales have, have doubled over the last 10 years. And yeah, it is you know, primarily uh, people under the age of 34 um, who are you know, really you know, investing and engaging with, with, with poetry as an art form. So it's, you know, it's a really exciting time. And we're, we're seeing our visitor numbers um, are increasing year on year. Uh, people use our website looking for poems. We, we have a poem of the day every day on our website. Um, you know, the, the figures for that are really high. Our inquiries are really high. Um, so, you know, it's a really interesting moment, I think, you know, where people in this, you know, kind of fractured and, you know, fragmented world we live in are really gravitating towards poetry as an art form that, that can help them find their own identity, that can connect them to other human beings. Um, and it's a really, you know, it really is a wonderful art form for, for you know, kind of self-discovery, but also connection. I think that's really important as well. And do you have, um, for academics or students studying, po you know, is there sort of help to decipher poems or study, or is it, is it just literally the books are there for you, the audiobooks are there for you? Yeah, so we have a, um, a really uh, nice teaching section. Um, so um, we have um, uh, books 
that we that we've acquired that will um, be really bang on syllabus, if you like. So anything that a student is looking at, um, we'll have resources um, fitted to that. And one of the really nice things we have is um, a press cuttings collection. So um, that means that any poet you can think of, we had Caroline Duffy um, poem before. Um, we have got a folder that's got um, every review of Caroline Duffy's books, every interview she's given, um, every you know kind of piece of writing about her work. Um, we we put those in a folder in a box, and they can be um, you know they can be brought out for people on request as well. So I mean, this is absolutely brilliant because for people listening who are studying GCSE or A level poetry as part of English language or literature. There is an amazing resource, you know, so if the school's shut, you can go down to the poetry library yeah. and you've got all that analysis, you know, there for you. Yeah, it's really, really special. Um, and, you know, not only that, you know, we're, we're part of the South Bank Centre and we're right on the River Thames. So it's a wonderful day, you know, it's a wonderful experience to come to this site which has a really long um, poetic history. Um, going back to Dylan Thomas, you know, and he wrote about the, the South Bank when it was first opened, right the way through to the, the festivals, the Poetry International festivals we put on um, here, you know. So not only will you find what you want to help with your work, there's a really good chance you're going to bump into a poet as well. Ooh, that sounds exciting, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. And um, what was I going to ask, Steve? Did you have any other questions before I? I, I just wanted to to know how how confident you are that you managed to pick up all of the poems that are published uh, around the country in a, in a given period. Yeah, that that is not as easy as it might sound. It doesn't sound easy at all. That's all. Good. <laughs> 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 Sometimes people um, expect us to have absolutely everything, and of course, the, one one of the really great things about poetry is that it's a, you know, it's a DIY activity. Um, anybody can do it. You don't need to buy an expensive instrument. Um, you, know, you, you don't need to you know, have, have, uh, have trained for seven years or whatever, like, you know, like a carpenter or whatever. Um, it's really about It's just for everyone, isn't it? Well, listen, yes, I want to go there. I want to live there. It sounds fantastic, and I want your job. <laughs> and maybe when we all drop drop down there, occasionally we might ask for Chris, and you can show us round. How's that sound? Absolutely. I'd love to show you round <laughs> Well, listen, thank you so much, and uh, we'll direct people to the website for the library on our Facebook page. Thank you so much, Chris Brilliant. McCabe. Thank you, Chris. Okay, thank you so Take much. Care. Bye-bye. 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 Well, what an amazing show we've had. I'm so enthused <laughs> to go and read some poems. I, I can just imagine going down into one of those little reading caves that I he was know, talking I about. Sebby, do you want to go into a reading cave? Yeah, that would yeah. be cool. It sounds so cool. We love the South Bank, don't we? So thank you to all our guests tonight. Bridgewater School Year 4, Karis from Saracens High School, Neve Roland Mills, Sims uh, from Saracens, and thank you so much for listening at home. <laughs>